0: Welcome back to Poison for Profit. I'm Nick and I'm Zach and we're coming at you today talking about the one the only the Ohio train derailment. Uh, So looking forward to talking about this This is a pretty crazy situation with failures I'd say on all parts. Honestly we're just going to get right into it. It's a pretty short quick episode again today because we have our next episode will be Zach's series. He'll be uh, starting out. So uh, like I said, we're just going to get right into it. So I'm going to pass it over to Zach.
1: Thank you, Nick. So I'm sure probably anybody who's listening to this has heard about this train derailment. It actually happened on February 3rd, which is 11 days before this recording. I don't know, It still feels like it was you know, just a couple days ago with all the new stuff coming out about it. Yeah, I it's, agree with that.
0: Yeah, it's been in every newsfeed I look at. Uh, it just can't seem to get away
1: from it. Yeah, um, it just seems to be getting worse. Truthfully, definitely, definitely, and and it's a lot of not a lot of transparency. I should say, there's not. It's hard to to know what to expect to come from this. Right, with you know, it's not. I wouldn't say it's unprecedented thing that's happened. We've seen similar things happen even in just the last couple years. The Chemtool fire in uh, Rockton, Mm -hmm. Illinois comes to mind. But here in East Palestine, Ohio, there was a train derailment, uh, 10 cars of which were containing hazardous chemicals. And including those is vinyl chloride. Vinyl chlorides uh, used to make PVC piping. It's also a carcinogen, and people who are exposed to it have been known to develop liver damage. It can break down in the environment into other chemicals like formaldehyde, and uh, when it's spilled into soil or surface water, it can evaporate into the air also. There's five total cars of that vinyl chloride, and basically, the claim was that to avoid an explosion... these chemicals they had to conduct a controlled burn and basically just burn them off into the environment
0: that definitely Uh, definitely seems like it's gonna (laughs) end great for us
1: right i mean i guess nobody wants an explosion right but i mean it's all going into the environment one way or another a lot of you know side effects already being felt by people and and you know non-people in the In the region, reports of eye irritation, burning, throats, vomiting, a lot of animals and pets, livestock and pets becoming sick, even fish in streams are dying off. But EPA and the interim manager of the town are conducting air monitoring and they have deemed it safe to breathe they've deemed the water safe to drink and to quote them that they are not detecting any levels of concern even though you know people are feeling these these symptoms assumedly or assumed 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 to be <laughs> from this burning of these chemicals right i like what else would it be
0: Right. Yeah. It's either the burning of the chemicals or they've infiltrated into our freshwater supply at this point.
1: Right. And I guess, you know, they're not saying they're not detecting any, right? They're saying they're not detecting any levels of concern. To me, all that says is that these thresholds that we have, you know, that are established by the EPA and certain agencies probably aren't low enough, right? To- To really tell when something is harmful.
0: Right. I just, it just makes me think of uh, PFAS. I mean, we've talked about that, how they had reduced that, you know, the the rate that that was safe many times because they keep finding that it's lower and lower as they, you know, do more testing.
1: Right. And then, you know, still there's not any action to reduce it. And I mean, even taking this example of PFAS. Even the companies that manufacture them are stopping it, but there's no action from the EPA yet to clean it up or even stop people from actually making them.
0: Yeah, it's just another one of those. We expect the EPA, these government agencies to protect us from companies that are going to put profits over our health and they're not doing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're doing a very shit job of it, if I do say so. As they do with a lot of things. I mean, EPA is a, is a captured agency, for lack of a better word. They haven't really, had, they've been pretty toothless, I'll say, for, for for some time when it comes to industry harming, you know, environment and people in, the, in these communities. But Nick, I'll let you talk a little bit about Norfolk Southern. The one thing I, I did want to point out about them is that um, it's been pretty hard to find even their name a little bit just Mm -hmm. looking through headlines and stuff none of their names really aren't in any in the headlines even though they are the responsible company for this right like you got to dig into the articles just to see their name which i thought was interesting but it is
0: really no i want to go on that i do think that is really interesting now that you say that i as you did i'm sure as well went through a lot of different articles preparing for this it's very rarely that the title of the article is Norfolk Southern train derailment or Norfolk Southern chemical burn. It's always Ohio train derailment or Palestine wreck. And then you have to scroll maybe a page down to actually see Norfolk Southern. And I just feel like that's kind of a big problem with a lot of our media nowadays is it's not truly showing you here is, you know, the perpetrator here are the bad guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's almost like PR, right, to protect the people who are really responsible for it. Right. Not that I'm saying like Norfolk Southern is paying the media and pay because this is like on every single news outlet. It is. It's pretty. Um, I don't know, dubious, I guess.
0: Right. But yeah, like, anyways, uh, I was going to get into somewhat the railroad industry in general. But then also norfolk southern itself so the railroad industry itself operates on a model called precision scheduled railroading this operational model is for as typical nowadays profit maximizing how do they get this done they do more with less they improve efficiency and their operating margins Sounds great, right? Do more with less.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. Exactly. (laughs) So a couple
0: examples of some of the things that they did to uh, accomplish doing more with less. Firstly, is a rigid, consistent schedule, streamlined their processes and routes. And then the obvious one, which I'm surprised they didn't list first, is cutting back on equipment and employees. So again like zach was saying this is a pretty much a recipe for disaster anytime you're cutting back on employees equipment checks aren't being done things are going to get skipped people are going to get exhausted because they're probably doing the job of two to three people
1: and yeah i mean oh go ahead i mean like absolutely if you're cutting both of those out like like that's just Twofold, then, right? Like it would be one thing if you were cutting employees, but like keeping, you know, state of the art equipment at least, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or it would be one thing to maintain a a number of employees to make sure everything's done safely. But if you're doing both, you're just getting rid of pretty much all your yeah your your safety,
0: all your backups. safety backups, yeah. and then also, I mean, just like in general, having two pers- two people looking at something. They just, you know, I look at this, I say, all right, here's this piece of safety equipment's in place, this piece of safety equipment's in place, this piece of safety equipment's in place. Then you look back through my work and you say, oh, no, this one just looks like it's in place. We better get that right. So that kind of stuff doesn't get done if you don't have that backup employee or the equipment at all that is providing that safety. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, we can understand why a railroad company would want to make the most money possible. But this is also being, I would say, this is being kind of, for lack of a better word, railroaded by Wall Street because they judge railroad success. Obviously, if they're spending less money on their railroad expenses and then how big their stock buyback programs and dividends are. So they're getting that pressure from Wall Street to lower those expenses and then also Put that money that they're lowering into stock buybacks and dividends, which it's, this is, this is what you're going to get if that's how the company is going to survive.
1: And that's how a lot of, you know, companies operate, right? I guess the difference is that this company is transporting extremely hazardous chemicals. And then when something does go wrong, it is an absolute disaster like this has been
0: yep and norfolk southern has basically i would say if there's a spokesperson for psr they are it uh, last march they announced a 10 billion dollar stock buyback program so playing right into Holy that cr <laughs> model yeah that's billion not million billion and they also have continuously increased their dividend. Again, just what Wall Street wants to see. You'd think, you know, they're doing all this, right? They have great operating revenues. They're doing great. It's, You know, that's what that sounds like, right? $10 million in stock buybacks. But then at the same time, they're refusing to give their workers basic benefits like fair pay and sick leave. So not only are these workers overworked because they're doing two jobs instead of one, they're also not able to take sick time, so they're exhausted yeah. and more than likely sick, trying to get this work done.
1: Yeah, and this is a lot of what the the uh, railroad worker strike, or you know, the threat to strike, was about earlier this year. Right. With sick time, which you know just you know leads to more understaffment, you know, less less skilled workers. I mean, if, if somebody's getting fired because they're sick. Cause they don't have sick leave. You're putting in somebody who doesn't have the experience to know how to do that job.
0: Or they're just taking those few workers they have left and saying, all right, exactly. You're doing it all.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: In a press release by the railroad workers United, uh, which is an interunion union alliance of railroad workers. They argued that this derailment was strictly due to precision scheduled railroading it's completely they they call it the root cause of this wreck they also noted that through the investigators have said the immediate cause of this wreck has been or appears to have been a 19th century style mechanical failure of the axle (laughs) on one of the cars god so something that We shouldn't be seeing happening because we're not in the 19th century.
1: Yeah, we're going back to the freaking industrial revolution.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They then obviously said basically what we just said. There is no way in the 21st century, save from a combination of incompetence and disregard for public safety, that a such a defect should still be threatening our communities. So, yeah, pretty crazy stuff. This is something that we saw in the 19th century happening, not 20. Twenty-three yeah. Norfolk Southern, Southern though, again, like I said, they're just pretty terrible company from what's been coming out. So they have eliminated many of the critical mechanical positions and locations necessary to guarantee protection against these kinds of failures. And then they're also petitioning regulators from for relief from historically required maintenance and inspections. So they again they want less they want to do more with less they want no more mechanics and they want less locations that I would assume are like safety check stops and then they also would like to not be required to do maintenance and inspections on the railroads.
1: Yeah. It's Somebody just, needs to go to prison for this, man. For real. Honestly. Whoever's it, making these executive decisions belongs it, to prison.
0: It is absolutely crazy. I mean, they're they're just lobbying against all of the safety. In another instance, they were lobbying against a federal safety rule to upgrade the railroad industry's Civil War-era braking systems. <laughs> they lobbied oh against God. this. However... This Norfolk Southern is touting their fancy new electronic braking technology, acting how it's so good, but then they are lobbying in favor of the repeal. They're lobbying in favor of a repeal of a rule mandating that rail cars carrying hazardous flammable materials must be equipped with electronic braking systems. So they they, they like to pretend like they are doing all these great things, but then they they are quoted saying that those braking systems would impose tremendous costs without providing offsetting safety benefits.
1: Okay, so they're basically claiming that they wouldn't even be effective.
0: This is what they're claiming. However, Zach, you'll love this. Steven Dittmer, a a former senior official at the Federal Railroad Administration, was asked would electronic brakes have reduced the severity of this accident and he says obviously yes the railroads will test these new features but once they're told they have to do it they don't want to spend the money mm-hmm. naturally no surprise there <laughs> right so like you said zach i i just can't see how no one is gonna get jail time for this so they're they're turning their nose to the brand new safety for hazardous flammable materials this isn't just like a typical car it's like obvious as you were talking this is really nasty stuff that's spilling and now burning into our atmosphere that they're they're completely disregarding all public safety by not putting the best protections on these railroad cars
1: yeah yeah i guess you know I can see nobody going to prison for it, but like, but yeah, I mean, obviously like you're saying, that's just going to make regulatory agencies in the U S just look that much more pathetic and, and and erode public trust that much more. Oh, exactly.
0: And I a hundred percent agree with you. If anyone goes to jail, I'll, eat my fucking sock or something there's nothing's <laughs> gonna happen they're gonna get a fine that's a slap on the wrist well the people of ohio and probably more i mean i'm sure many people outside of ohio will be affected oh yeah yeah that's they're gonna to take the all
1: the effects pennsylvania border i saw a it was like a 200 mile radius jesus um, christ and it covered almost the entire state of west virginia
0: That's just (laughs) insane. And that's probably just like what they're calling possibly affected or something, but
1: yeah. And it wasn't even, it wasn't, it wasn't even a government like map of like areas (laughs) at risk or anything, but, but still like, obviously, you know, the wind is blowing, the smoke is going up in the air. It's going to hit more areas. It's not going to stay in this zip code or whatever right yeah it's
0: this isn't they didn't put a giant bubble
1: around it and (laughs) trap it all yeah one thing i did see that kind of illustrates norfolk southern as a company even though you know they had all those those uh big stock buybacks what was it 10 billion or something 10 billion in stock buybacks they um after this happened they off they were offering $25,000 $25,000 to residents mm. uh, of which there are 5,000 residents. That's $25 per resident. <laughs> Isn't that a joke? I mean, people had to evacuate for this. People it's not per resident. Room. It was split. Between no, it was, well, it was like, it was like a fund or something. I think. <laughs> That but, yeah. is unreal. And then, yeah, there's like a warning put out that that's like, if you take money from Norfolk Southern, you may not be able to get to sue them. Yeah, like to be able to be part of a class action lawsuit.
0: That's how they. That's how they always do these things, though. That, yeah, that's, that's
1: how you, they get around. Is yeah,
0: they offer out the minimal twenty-five dollars a person. Like that isn't even close to what I'm sure these people are going through, suffering oh, through, and
1: that's like yeah, that's like what somebody makes in like two hours of work.
0: Right. It's just, I don't even know. I think I did read somewhere too, that they offered out like a hundred air purifiers
1: for people. Oh my God. Yeah. There's an article that was, that was like advice people to just clean their homes more, like (laughs) like clean um, dust collecting surfaces and vacuum more.
0: Makes sense, wash, you know.
1: yeah wash clothing and stuff because
0: i'm yeah. sure that stuff is to be uh you know just handled with your hands and breathed in without a respirator
1: right yeah i mean it's just and but for like for all this to be going on and then for the epa to say we're not really detecting any you know concerning levels of of contaminants it's just a slap in the face right
0: it is it really is how what are i mean are they using civil war era 19th century equipment too like what is going on (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're putting it in jars and like (laughs) they're just out there with like a vacuum like trying to suck it up and take it back to the lab and test it like i I just feel like anyone can be like all right well this stuff is burning into the atmosphere right <laughs> it's yeah. all over this town like how is it not and then all like you said earlier all these people are having issues they're they can smell it in the air they can they feel
1: sick they're coughing it's it's yeah. just
0: it's just unreal
1: well i'm sure we will be hearing a ton more about this and I hope we get some good news of people being held responsible. Not that, you know, it really makes up for what's happened so far.
0: Yeah, I hope I hope at least some change will come out of this, but I'm not holding my breath.
1: That does it for this episode of Poison for Profits. We hope you enjoyed it. It's obviously a pretty big thing that's going on right now. We just wanted to kind of add our insights to it, to the, all the other media attention it's getting at this moment on thursday i will be doing my little uh kickoff to my series on corporate front groups so we will get that out probably friday but thank you for listening nick you got anything to add
0: just thanks for listening send in your hazmat suit pictures of you avoiding this toxic spill.
1: (laughs) Yes. As always, all the socials are going to be put in the show notes. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. And we will talk to you next time. They gave the all clear. The EPA says the air quality was fine. My house reeks of the chemical smell that was it, it seeped into the head, seeped into the head, seeped into the head, seeped
0: into the head, seeped into the head.